Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Cody take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this pilot episode, the boys chat about what content they are currently consuming. So, what's watching? first episode of our podcast that's kind of crazy is it really the first one though i would say we account for a podcast of content when we used to live at the office but now we live at home <laughs> yeah. we never leave. if only we could have recorded those conversations in your office those and wellness walks um that start off as like five people or ten people and would shrink down to three as they peeled off and everyone got triggered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those were the good old days. Simpler times. Yeah, yeah. except my wellness walk partner was Ray, so. <laughs> oh. oh, rip Ray. Yeah. No, I still talk to him every once in a while. I actually hit him up, see if he's seen any fish fries or if he's ascended. Oh, he's Has he ascended at all in his clergy? <laughs> it's probably the wrong word. <laughs> I, don't think that's right. I don't think we have a resident Catholic to tell us we're wrong though either. So I know. Yeah. We'll just I think we'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. All right. That sounds right. Um, so yeah. So what? What's what's watching? What's watching? Yeah. What's, what's watching? watching? That's great question. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like um between you and I and and Cody and in separate conversations uh always have conversations about what we're watching and you know different types of media we're consuming. So the next logical conclusion was to create a podcast because everyone has a podcast in 2020. So I kind of was feeling left out. So so we've made one. Nah, poor Mike's feelings. I know. I, I mean, everyone else is all inclusive and in everything, and I just I wanted to be included. Mike, you're very much included in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you what are you guys watching? Well, thanks to Cody, um, yes. I have like a, a a number ten thing that I'm watching. Um, Amongst the other things that I'm watching, I'm still grinding through. What's it called, Cody? The Which Last one? Dance. That's what it is. Oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, you get your sports in, 
during the pandemic, but it's but like from the nineties when when the sports were really good. Yeah, if you hadn't already seen it yet, because I wasn't alive through half of it, and you know, like three through the other half of it, it's pretty much all new sports. Yeah, it makes yeah. me upset that I was, you know, one through nine in the nineties. I wish uh, you missed peak NBA. Yeah, I really did. And that's what that's really all I get out of watching that is like, wow, I just missed something really good. <laughs> what's what's it like watching that as someone who doesn't like particularly follow sports very heavily? Like as me? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like that because it fit, it fills my niche of sports. Like the way I watch sports is I watch the like the best of the best. So I, I'm always there for, you know, the playoffs. I'm always there for the, the Super Bowl. So watching, you know, a highlight of basically Michael Jordan's career, fits right in to what yeah. I like about sports. Yeah. It's, just, it's hard yeah. to not know about Michael Jordan, you know, regardless of your sports fandom. Right. I think that's something Nick and I talked about though, is that even though you know that Michael Jordan is amazing, really know until you like watch him against his peers that are also like hall of famers like right that are dudes but you watch him just like dominate them yeah uh i haven't truth be told haven't watched the last dance but uh heard a lot about it and am familiar with you know michael jordan and the nba of the 90s congrats um but yeah i can only imagine uh some of the i mean i guess i don't have to imagine i could just watch the last dance uh, but I'm sure there's some some really incredible stories about, you know, how he rose to greatness and, you know, what kind of you know, work ethic and, and determination it takes to get to that level of anything. In general, debauchery. <laughs> I mean, in general, he's 100% determination. Um, yeah. Though it is probably like four episodes too long. But... You think so? Yeah, it's. I mean, they really kind of they do they do drag it out. Just the structure of it, which is cool, but it is a little, a little drawn out. At least for me. What? It starts off like him childhood, and then well, actually, I think it starts off what ninety late nineties, and then jumps back to his childhood, comes forward a little bit, and then jumps back to quote unquote present day, and then jumps back and then forward. Yeah, that's and they do it until the, like the timelines meet up. Yeah, it is cool how they structure the episode. So the you know it starts off. It's all about really their last season, um, and then they'll like do five minutes of that at the beginning, and then yeah. it'll jump back like to the you know seventies in the first episode when he was like just starting off, or whatever early eighties, and then the last like fifteen minutes they fast forward then back to the you know the last season. And like, kind of tie the the content that way, which is pretty cool. So kind of yeah. similar to what Breaking Bad would do with their cold opens. They kind of like play a little scene from you know an episode later on in the season, and you're just kind of you know like, if what only, the heck is this? And then all of a sudden you get to like episode eight, and you're like, oh. If only I've seen Breaking Bad. You haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, drop that bomb. Right. Uh, get great. that one out of the way. Recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that I mean, one out of the way. Early. It's really what starting we... to make me second guess my <laughs> my uh, my my podcast partners. <laughs> what were you doing through the rest of the two thousands? Wait, what were the years that that came out in? 
Jamie. Yeah. Hey, ah! uh, Cody. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cody, search that. So no, how many? No, like, I've, seen, I've seen like two thousand and eight. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I was, I was in high school. Yeah, I was still. in high school. I was graduating in 09 and then uh Same. yeah, my priorities were different when I was like 17. Oh my gosh, you graduated high <laughs> school. You were too cool to watch popular TV. Yeah, I really didn't watch. I didn't yeah, I didn't have TV really. I drove around in my car and was slightly a hooligan. <laughs> like the Jesse Pinkman, I guess. I mean, it ran until 2013. You didn't and, like Pick it up anytime in between that's there. All college years, on man. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly when you watched. I watched it twice in college. To be uh, fair, I don't I think I watched The Wire in college. That's about it. Well, it's a good start. And Game yeah. of Thrones. That's somebody that loves The Wire and recommends it to everybody. Yeah, there's yeah. another one. Mike, that you should Mike watch. That. No, to he. Be, to be fair, I don't, I don't think I I watched through Breaking Bad until like a year or two after it ended. So I can't really. <laughs> Can't really fault you on there. I've seen like the first five episodes. I'm pretty sure of the first season. <laughs> uh, Classic. Uh, how you didn't keep going? <laughs> Excuse me, COVID. Um, <laughs> how many episodes of The Last Dance is there? Ten. Ten episodes. They're forty some minutes long each. Wow, that is. That is a lot of time dedicated to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they cover it is it is cool. They cover a lot of Scottie Pippen and um the other players. <laughs> the other players. Yeah, they, they talk about Dennis Rodman a little bit and him just taking vacations in the middle of the season between games. <laughs> Not too many people just leave for Vegas for a couple of days because they feel like it. That guy. A true American hero. Well, the further you get in that, and Jordan even says it in one of these like later episodes, like episode seven, because um, they were like golfing in between like playoff matches, and he was saying how Phil Jackson, the coach, he was like, he gets it, like he knows we just seem to be relaxing right now. He's like, other coaches would have us like practicing right now. Meanwhile, they're they're on the golf course like smoking cigars and you know gambling, and that's what they did between games, like big games. That's pretty nuts. If it works, it works. He he knew his players and it right. paid off pretty much every time. It's not like they went to the finals and choked one away because they were off gambling somewhere. No, yeah. so I just watched. They went to the finals and they were like, or that was it was a, a a conference finals and they were down what three games or whatever mm-hmm. against who was it the Suns and then they just he you know they just he just turned on whatever Jordan turns on and just demolishes it. And they win. Just Jordan being Jordan. Yeah. Which is something we talked about. It's like as good as LeBron is. And you know, I was a Kobe fan as good as they were. It's just not the same. Yeah. The NBA was, I mean, not to get into the whole debate, uh, but like, I mean, I think I the, like the league was different it. back then. You know, the the league's different now. I mean, there's a lot more physical back then. Uh, LeBron obviously is a, a freaking specimen of a human, so I don't think the physicality would have been, you know, that big of a deal for him. But um, it would have been interesting to see LeBron 
playing the nineties during that NBA. And, and it also would have been very interesting to see Jordan, you know, in his prime in today's NBA. Jordan in his prime in today's NBA is putting up 50 a game. I could believe it. Cause what was his, what was he averaging then? Like, 35 or something ridiculous and getting fouled hard <laughs> yeah exactly on the court. yeah his average is right in the 30s but then he would pop off and would be like 42 a game yeah come like playoffs and stuff like that yeah but they yeah. also it was also wasn't it harder for them to get over like 100 points though in a game like that was more rare than it is these days yeah that's what i remember about it it used to be like oh 105 like you put up a lot that game and now it's like casually 120 125 yeah because you got the you got the obviously you got the warrior model where you're just like everyone can drop threes <laughs> yeah or or you have uh james harden james harden who gets fouled like 50 times a game yeah that's bad basketball yeah, it's like the most annoying thing in the world I'm for the points, but I'm not for the points off free throws constantly every time down the court. Basketball games last like seven hours. Yeah, it's like Harden especially, but you know Chris Paul and them too just like go up, chuck up a bad shot, hope to get fouled and shoot three, you know, free throws for free. Yeah, the game goes on forever, and then the stat line at the end of the game looks amazing, but really was super boring. Yeah. Well, that's and that's I mean that's something also that you kind of take away from when you watch the older games is that and that's another thing that like the Bulls kind of thrived off you know was that momentum and that momentum gets broken up so much now because yeah. before they would just run it from one end of the court to the other and just be doing ridiculous things not that they don't now but that momentum gets lost when there's a foul all the time yeah yeah for sure but yeah. That's the last dance. It's good. Cody recommended it. It's a it's a it's a it's a slow watch, I think. Unless you're you love it and then you should just like smash through it. I'm sure Cody did. Dude, I did. I smashed through it. I'm a sports fan. Um nineties basketball, I guess, is something I didn't know as much about as what I thought I did, so I learned a lot from it. Um but that one I smashed through in like two days. Especially since we're all working from home, so I just have a TV on in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I feel like every time I talk to you about a series, you're like, Oh yeah. I smashed through that. <laughs> like 24 hours later, yeah, I, I beat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, Cody's like, definitely oh, definitely speed running all these shows. What was the last <laughs> you, you sped you speed ran, Cody? What's the last one I did? Yeah. Um, I feel like I have ones that aren't ones that you guys would watch, so like Survivor and stuff like that like i didn't watch those growing up so now i've like went through three seasons of that in like four days you're catching one of the 2000s or 90s in high school yeah you got quite a backlog if you're into survivor yeah i think it's like <laughs> 35 seasons or something like that oh yeah at this yeah. rate though i think i can have it by like december yeah now Maybe. is that the one is that the one that is not is it part reality part like story or is that the all story one it's survivor reality. yeah they, that's the one where they just dump a load of people off on some island and it, they're right. like they're like hey it's like lost but real life I get, yes yeah I get, exactly I get confused with loss all the time hey here's here's a barrel of rice uh don't starve and then we're gonna make you do competitions Exactly. The last one I watched, the uh, lady threw all the rice into the fire and just like walked off. <laughs> no, like that was twenty-eight days worth of rice. We don't have any food now. Yeah, I remember watching that when I was in 
high school. I, w- I think I was in high school, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's the right time. School or something. But I just remember being like, oh my God, how are, how are these people going to survive on this island? And then now I'm just like, oh yeah, there's like a whole camera crew. I'm sure they have like, you know, tents full of food. And we'll see, yeah. that's, that's going to bring me to my next recommendation then. Alone. Oh. It's on oh. Netflix now. Okay. And it's Survivor, but actually surviving. They just throw them out. And like the last time I watched, I think it was Alaska. Threw them out in the middle of nowhere. Gave them no food. They could bring like three supplies, style stuff, like um, a knife, a bow. And they just left you. There's no camera crew with you. You have to film yourself. Oh, they nice. don't stay in camp with you. They have to like helicopter back in. And yeah, the one yeah. I watched, somebody needed like med backed out. And it took them like 12 hours to get there. So the person was just like laying there dying. <laughs> It's very uh, Survivor Man esque. Did you ever watch that show? I did. That it's was, like that's, to me that's it's that on steroids. That was what Les Stroud, Survivor uh, Man. I think. Uh, look it up. Yeah, back in man, who back in high school, I used to be a real sucker for all those. Yeah, yeah I watched Survivor shows. Man. Yep, you're correct. Because there's an because Survivor Les Man was Les Stroud. Awkward silent. Um, nice. One of the episodes I watched, the um, I think they were towards the end, and they bring in doctors finally to like see if they can last like another week. And they're like measuring body fat, and they're like, "Well, you're at four percent, and your kidneys are starting to shut down, so we actually have to pull you out of here, like medically speaking." Oh, this is what? this is that alone show you're talking about. Yeah, they were oh, out there for like four okay. months straight. Just Dang. like eating bugs, and the one person's like literally like withering to death. They're like, "Oh yeah, you've lost about fifty-two pounds since you started." Dang, maybe I should go out there. Do they film like from far away? From far away, or no, they don't film at all. You have to self-film. So they're just like out there with the with the camcorders, like filming themselves. Like, so uh, today I got in a fight with a bear and nearly died. Yikes! Yeah, that would be terrifying to just be out in the like the real woods all by yourself i'm pretty sure survivor man like a couple times he legit got lost and they like could not find him like the one time where he was like probably in like the pacific northwest or something he was just walking through the woods forever and like eventually like he found like you know they found him and that like that was just like the bit at the end where they're like yeah ended up everything died I almost died. <laughs> I had to stop filming. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I think you know, they still kind of carried that format. I didn't either. You wouldn't think they would even let them at this point. You know, yeah. my, my attorney side says liability, but no, they're just like, here, sign this waiver and maybe kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's just a vacation from 2020. So, I mean, it probably would be a wouldn't be bad. I mean, you could pay me to do that, probably, maybe. No. Imagine if they're like filming them out there right now, and, like they drop somebody off in February, and that person's like just getting home now, and they're like, "What the happened?" Yeah, they're like, "Why'd you bring me back?" Yeah, exactly. Just leave me. Just leave me. Yeah, yeah. This definitely would have been a great time to try one of those for sure. Well, I think you won a million dollars, so I guess if you want a chance at a million and want to get away from COVID, just get dropped in the woods. Nice. 
So that's that's kind of what you're consuming at the current time. All oh the, yeah, just straight garbage. Yeah, all the the mid two thousands reality shows. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> hey, that's when I. I feel like they should bring like a fear factor back now. Yeah, Joe would be all about that, wouldn't he? <laughs> Doesn't he just constantly talk about how much he hated that show? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Mostly just like the shitty conditions of it. Because like he'll mention the one time he, that he was talking about where they would bring contestants on and they would be in some like crappy part of L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's just like all the homeless people. And there's just people shooting up and there's homeless people and they're like, is this like what it's like out here? He's like, I guess so, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if a show like Fear Factor could really uh, succeed today. I mean, they covered a lot of ground with that show, and there's only so much stupid shit you can eat. Yeah. True. Only so many insects you can have your head, you know, covered yeah. in. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're going to dump you in a bin full of cockroaches and you just have to eat them all. (laughs) Eat your way out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Those were the good old days, though. Well, that wasn't even supposed to be, like, popular, I feel like. But then it became popular. Was that on, like, a main... NBC channel or something. Yeah, I want to say it was NBC. Fear Factor. Jamie. Yeah, I guess I only remember when it got like syndicated or something. Yeah, for some reason, I'm thinking it was on Sci-Fi, but if it was, that might have been like later on. Presented by Joe Rogan, NBC, and Ludacris MTV. Luda. It's like NBC and MTV. MTV has some real banger shows. Does it still exist? Is there an MTV still? I don't know, man. I haven't had cable in like eight years. Yeah, I just got Hulu. And I don't even have the live version of Hulu anymore because there's no sports, so I just canceled it. Big Dang. true. Big true. What about you, Mike? What are you watching? Am I watching? Yeah, <laughs> The Boys. Uh, no, it doesn't start until September, I believe, season two. Okay. Okay. Um, first season was great, uh, but I haven't watched that recently. What have I been watching? I just finished season two of Homecoming on Amazon Prime. About time. That was, it was, it was really good. If If you've never seen the show Homecoming, I highly recommend it. It's a good one. It's, it's, it's nice. Uh, the episodes are like 25-ish minutes long, so it's you know doesn't require a lot of time. Seasons are pretty short. I think the second season had seven episodes, I want to say, which is kind of an odd number of episodes to have. Uh, but story is is very intriguing, and the acting is great. And you know, executive producer Sam Esmail, it's my uh, boy. That, that explains boy. a lot. How'd they compare to season two for you? Season two to season one. Um, season two definitely was was different, but 
I would say I think it's probably for me on the same level as season one. I really like how they approached the story and told it, uh, you know, from a different perspective and kind of um, used uh, like a reverse storytelling type approach to it where I think the, the first episode uh, happens and then every episode up until maybe the sixth or seventh episode is like everything that happened prior to the first episode with, you know, the later episodes, you know, culminating in the basically picking up where the first episode left off. Um, so I thought it was pretty creative and uh, it was cool to see the story being told from, you know, the other side of the table. Um, what did you think about it? Cause I know you were telling me Cody that you liked season one more. I did. I like season one more only because I like the storytelling style, but I got a little bit bored more so than what I did in season one, like episodes two through probably five, like season one or episode one, all in sweet. Love the start. Who's this lady in the boat? Who's the guy? Yeah. Like yeah. what is going on? Like hundred percent hooked, like right off the bat. And I love season one so much. That I knew it was just going to be a good season. And then it's then it got a little boring because I started kind of guessing like where it was going with it, and yeah. then it got to, like episode six, and then I was completely wrong on all my guesses, and I'm like, oh shit! Like some of the stuff that I didn't think <laughs> was important at all actually ended up being important, and some of the character yeah. like revelations actually mattered, and I didn't think they did when I was watching it live. Yeah. And so like episode six and seven were incredible for me. Like that turned the whole season around for me, and like season five, or episode five, I'm like, please don't do another season. Like season one yeah. was perfect. Season two was good. Let's not do three because it might be terrible. But yeah. season two actually ended strong enough for me to say, eh, maybe do a season three. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. Well, I mean, I don't know. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, but Nick watching this now. I really. I'm watching really, it right you're, now. Yeah. Nick's no longer in, in the podcast. He's. And somebody move him out of this room. Yeah. Craig. No, um, yeah, season one. on the voice commands. <laughs> I wish. Well, actually, I don't wish because I would probably yell something and accidentally stop recording or something. <laughs> oh man, don't mess but, with. But uh, yeah, season one, like you were saying, in itself, is a very you know well-contained story and easily could have ended. It could have just been like a limited series and ended with season one, but it did have a great cliffhanger and I, I think they did a pretty good job um, picking up the story from season one. Um, but yeah, it was I a new, I new story, but same character is a different twist on it. Yeah. I'm not sure where they could go for a season three, but I, um, I really enjoyed how in the first episode, how they, they set up, uh, oh, what's her name? Alex, Alex Winter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like how they set her up, um, you know, almost as the victim, like you're, uh, at least I was like totally on board with Alex's character and like, what happened to this lady? We got to figure out like who did this to her? Like what's going on? Yeah. And then as the season unfolds, you're like, wow, 
Alex is a pretty terrible person. <laughs> like, like it probably shouldn't have ended like where the first episode started. Like maybe, you know, maybe uh, Walter could have maybe gone a little further. Maybe that's a little harsh for me to say, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that's fair. But where where do you think they could go with a season three? I think season two would be a great. And right there, I mean, I'm, the ending of season two was great. Uh, what Walter did was insane. That was um, amazing. That was, yeah. I love ending. Yeah, that's a that's a great ending. I mean, like, what else? Is, what else is there to tell? And that's where I was going to go with it. I hope they just do another standalone series uh, season and maybe make that into its own mini series in and of itself. Seasons like one and two go together, and maybe three and four go together. Yeah, and just kind of do those standalone ones. Um, until you run out of material. But I think season two kind of wrapped up everything I needed to know about season one and that storyline. And I think they should move on to something else now. Yeah, I I do think... Um, well, I have, I have a couple points. But first, I think season two, um, in terms of like the cinematography and cool things that Sam Esmail has kind of like become known for, were mm-hmm. a little lacking. I really loved a lot of the stuff that he did in the first season where like all the flashback scenes are in a different aspect ratio than you know the real time scenes. Um mm-hmm. oh, and like cool. a lot of the the editing, the scene cuts, the when music, you know, the the music stops when like a car door shuts or something. I love that stuff. I mean, if if a a director or a producer or someone is, you know, pays that much attention to little details like that, it always, you know, makes me really appreciate the show or movie or whatever. Shouldn't they though? All the time. Most you would think, time. but I mean, some of that, some of that stuff does kind of get a little, you know, and that is crazy. True. But I I really appreciate that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but. Season two, I didn't. I, I there were a few, uh, you know, parts where I actually noticed. I'm like, oh, that was really cool. How, you know, that scene ended, or that music, the music stopped at this point, or, or whatever. Um, but it was definitely a lot less than the first season. I will say, uh, this show has my favorite, uh, like endings to episodes, where basically like the last scene ends. And then the credits start rolling, but the scene actually do- doesn't end, and it's it just like continues yeah. to play out everything that's going on in the background of the scene until the credits are done, and then it just stops. I love that. I, I thought that was like a super clever thing to do, and I'm sure probably not many people pay much attention to that part. But did you? Yeah, I think that's part of what hooks me is like you just keep going through the episodes because they tie in together like literally. Yeah, it was at the end of every episode. I was like, I kind of don't want to like look away from the screen. What if something important happens? Nothing important really ever did happen, but I don't. It know. makes you feel like it could. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really unique touch because I've never seen a show do that before. Yeah, it's an attention to detail that I don't think a lot of shows forth and maybe it's unnecessary but i do like it yeah yeah it might be you know a little overboard maybe a little artistic but um 
Yeah. I mean, it might have felt too gimmicky, and that's why they cut back on it in season two. But I mean, I loved it in season one, and you know what they did do in season two was perfect. So I, I hope they kind of keep that aspect of it up. Yeah, I know the show is based off a podcast, only because uh, either at the beginning or the end of every episode it said based off of such and such podcast. Which the name is, escapes me, but um, I would be shout out to that podcast. Yeah, shout out podcast <laughs> that i don't remember the name of um i haven't really listened to it because like i don't know how far they plan to take the show so like and i also don't know how like loosely or close to the podcast it's followed so i don't want to like spoil future episodes of the show if they come out with another season i guess but, that's interesting that i wasn't quite picking up on but like it fo- I don't um yeah how does it follow podcasts? Well, there are like story driven narrative podcasts, okay, which is basically just like somebody telling a story that's acted out, you know, by voice actors and stuff. Oh, I don't uh, think I knew those kind of podcasts existed. Yeah, I, if, you find, if you find good ones, the bad ones are bad, but the good ones are actually yeah. Good. I can I I can see that easily. The bad I think ones. it can go very sideways. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually listened to one, but you know, I I'm really interested in listening to the one that Homecoming's based off of. But I want to wait until you know either the show's over for good, or you know I read somewhere that the show's like not really closely following the podcast. I don't want to like end up spoiling anything that I might see in the show down the road. So I wonder if that follows the same rules like you should <laughs> book before you watch the movie. So should you right. write the podcast before you watch the show? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um that's just one of the many shows that I've been that I've, you know, recently watched, but uh it's a good one. I I highly recommend it. Uh which talking about Sam and his shows it reminds me he his show Briar Patch I really want to watch I haven't gotten around to yet so maybe that'll be the next thing I I start up I haven't either but I think you recommended that before which one is that about that Briar Patch is a show on USA which surprisingly uh, at least has at least one super amazing show you know Mr Robot that kind of in my opinion push the limits of uh, the kind of quality show that you would get on a, a basic cable channel. Um, I honestly didn't even know it was on USA. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, uh, I watched the first season on Prime and then realized that it's actually aired on USA and I was like, what? And then I watched uh, some episodes of season two like on air as they aired and mm-hmm. nothing was censored and it was exactly like, you know, it is on Prime, and I was like, what the heck? This is like, it's 9 o'clock on a Thursday night on USA, and I'm like, holy crap, man, this should well, be like an HBO show or something. One of the elegant things that that show does is why you don't automatically think it's from television is because it ignores the usual rules of like, oh, here's a commercial break, like insert, like you don't know where they're at in that in that show. And I think a yeah. lot of times they ignored it, like commercial breaks during certain sequences of that show. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of, of instances in Mr. Robot where USA 
like really you know, let let Sam and the creators of that show push the limits of of a, a typical cable series. Um, there were episodes. There's at least one that I can think of off the top of my head where all the commercial breaks were like in the show, and they were all like '90s style USA commercials, mm-hmm. um, which was hilarious and super creative. Uh, there were definitely episodes <clears throat> that didn't have commercial breaks. There was a one-er episode that you know was just one continuous shot that didn't have commercial breaks, obviously, to help appreciate that accomplishment. Um, I mean, it's small, but the one the one episode that like just like mind fucked me was when the intro, like the recap, just rolled right into the like episode starting, and I oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember that one. I'm like, uh, uh so is this I still know where started. <laughs> like, that's how it just messed my brain up. And I was just like, wait, yeah. stop. <laughs> that that show is probably my favorite show of any uh series, you know, TV or streaming service. There were so many, I mean, first off, the story was great, the acting was great. Uh, but the the cinematography things that they did that they tried and that USA allowed them to do were just like next level things that either have never really been done before or that I had never really noticed before. Um, it but... is for sure top ten for me. It's it's like mid ten, mid top ten. Yeah, do you feel like it was held back though by not being on something like HBO? you think USA gave them enough leeway to do what they needed to do with the story and the characters and, you know, obvious limitations of being on uh, a cable have channel? Have you watched? HBO? I have, yeah. You've watched some of it? Okay. Yeah, I've watched all um, of it except for, like, the last couple episodes. I don't, I don't think... I don't think so. No. Because, I mean, honestly, they're... The, the story, like, they didn't use... I mean, there were a lot of, like, shocking and, like, brutal scenes and stuff but like i don't think they really use that as part of their storytelling you know Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think the creative edges that sam and like the creative team brought to that show because it was on cable like were enough to make it worth it to be there yeah the the story was strong enough that yeah it didn't it didn't need the the usual things that shows on hbo shows you know have yeah yeah we don't need that like rapey game of thrones or or you know boobs and weenies like westworld all over the place hey that's a good show yeah it's a great show i love westworld never seen game of thrones that's terrible confession of mine that's as bad as as... (laughs) i know it's as bad as nick saying he hasn't watched breaking bad it's like two of the greatest TV shows of a decade or two decades, and you guys are just both like, eh, skip yeah. them. <laughs> but together, <laughs> combined, we have seen them both. That's true. Um, but yeah, watch the classics. Well, long, long live uh, Mr. Robot, since we've all three seen that. So, yeah, woo. a lot. Our first, our first show. Up, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to answer your your original question about Briar Patch, um, 
it's a, a show about a, I think, Midwestern or Western town. Uh, Rosa, Rosario Dawson is trying to figure out, I think, what happened to her sister or some family or friend. Uh, so it's kind of it seems like a, a whodunit type type show and Sam Esmail's you know, crazy storytelling uh, definitely looked interesting and I really wanted to check it out it came out shortly after the, the final season of Mr. Robot it just got buried under the giant backlog of shows everything else yeah. is it available for streaming or do I have to actually like get cable to watch this that is a great question that I don't know the answer to but I do know that if it's like Mr. Robot, you should be able to watch it on USA's website if you have like somebody's cable information. Mm. Which, <clears throat> thank you to my father-in-law. That sounds legal. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, totally is. You're not advocating for that, are you? No, you should not do that. Do, um, do people still torrent? Actually, I take that back. Yes, they do. Someone at the office was torrent. Too. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking check, about it all the time. Check the company emails. Please stay off piratebay.com. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. You're making um, it you're right. Go, like, go slow. The USA website is pretty much the only place to find it online legally. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what else have I been watching? Man, I'm not joking. Like I've, I mean, obviously quarantine and I didn't have much of a social life anyways. Um, but I've just like every night, you know, watch an episode or two of something. So I've been flying through shows. I think, uh, before I started homecoming season two, I was watching Fargo I think they're the fourth season's about to come out. I, I want to say September sometime. That's a, yeah, that's a great show. If if, uh, if you guys have haven't not seen, have not. It's it's amazing. You should watch it. I feel like I'm a terrible person, really, to be talking about shows and movies. Movies because for the most part, unless it's like hideously bad, like I'm gonna say. Oh, I like it. It's a great show. You should watch it. It's oh, that's an amazing movie. I really enjoyed it. You should watch it. Yeah, because I mean, we talk about all the terrible movies that we've watched and enjoyed. <laughs> I mean, a it lot has to be admit it's terrible, but still recommend it to watch it. That's like that's a different category. <laughs> it's like this sucks, but you should watch it. Yeah, a lighthouse. Like the... Oh, I want to watch that so bad. Watch Please watch it. Is that like Darkness Falls, but worse? A lighthouse. It's, it's, it's like it's the fart house. If you if you like black and white movies and nonstop fart jokes, it's so bad. It's I don't even know. It's so weird. <laughs> the mermaid. Just wait till you get to the mermaid. Oh dear. Oh jeez. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh... but that's from the same people that did um the witch and Midsummer too, right? Uh, right I don't. I don't know about Midsummer, but well, Midsummer is which might be Midsummer. Our boy Ari Aster, right? Uh, Whoa, say that name again. Oh, 
Yeah, I got to pull it up. Layoffs is uh, Robert Eggers. So, rip. Yeah. Yeah, Mid- Midsummer was uh, Ari Aster. Harry yeah. Aster. No, Harry. 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 Aster. Man, I don't know. <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I guess up until Homecoming, I'd been on. I, I, I kind of go through. Uh, phases with my streaming services like uh up up before homecoming started which is on prime i was slamming through hulu like dave devs what we do in the shadows fargo black sales like those are just like right off the top of my head i watched all those on hulu uh haven't really been watching much netflix and now i'm you know at the the moment kind of ran hulu dry so checking out what prime can offer me now man i'm devs is good watch devs De- devs is great you would like that yeah Nick. very good and what's that on hulu hulu <clears throat> okay fx has had some really good shows on hulu i've been mm-hmm. i i used to take a break from hulu for the you know, middle part of the year here. Usually that's like my fall winter stream. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at our, our Excel sheet of all the shows that we've been watching. Uh yeah, so the- here here's all of the Hulu shows that I've burned through. Dave, Devs, Black Sales, What We Do in the Shadows, Reprisal, uh Killing Eve, which I haven't finished. It's pretty good. With though. the um Lady Frown. Mm-hmm. Anatomy, yeah, right? yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh Taboo. That was a really good show on Hulu. Uh our boy uh Tom Hardy. Nice. Um let's see what else. Fargo already. Yeah, that's so that's that's pretty much it, but that's like a solid a set of shows right there. So to answer the question, there's a lot of shit watching. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Lots you can't go can't anywhere, including work. <laughs> yeah. Um. What 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 are your guys's go to, you know, streaming services? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Really. That's yeah. Yep. That's you guys. Same. Well, Disney Disney Plus for a little bit there. Um. Just to catch up on some required Star Wars material, but that died. Is there anything else on it besides that? I feel like it's just a lot of like kids. I mean, stuff, unless right? you have kids, probably not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, unless you, yeah, it's just either Marvel, Star Wars. Everything else is really usual Disney. Just put the kids in front of it. Hope, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus is what killed uh, Daredevil, right? Yeah, all uh, the Netflix yeah. Marvel series. Yeah. I did hear that. Um, I don't know the validity of it, but I did hear that they that that the MCU was going to try to use that Matt Murdock character, and also uh, Frank Castle. That I think they might be bringing a Punisher series back using uh, that Frank Castle, played by uh, our boy Shane from Walking Dead. Which I can't remember Shane. his name. 
doesn't matter. John, John Burnsall. Where does that leave awesome. Deadpool? Deadpool? Yeah. He's going to move in MCU too. Yeah, but like Disney Deadpool? Is that... That doesn't really match. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, they still plan on using the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. I just don't know to what extent. Yeah. How do you tame that down for Disney? Yeah, like, I, don't know. I feel like it's R-rated anything. I feel like, okay, Disney you're buying everything like you gotta still have like some adult targeted stuff you know like you just can't control buy everything and then make everything g rated and pg rated uh occasional pg-13 occasional mouse just isn't about it yeah what's pg-13 i mean isn't hamilton on disney plus i think yes is that PG thirteen? Star Wars not PG thirteen. Um, I get yeah, episode three is. Okay. That's it. Just because you know, spoiler alert. Um, Anakin dies almost and burns alive almost. Wow, bro! Doing <laughs> that for everybody. Jeez, yeah. it's very inconsiderate. No, I, I think I think Star Wars spoilers are a fair game. Those... Yeah, except when the movie just came out, because every time I came into the office after one of the new Star Wars released, it would be Ryan just be like, have you seen it yet? Here's my favorite part. It's like, Ryan, hold up. <laughs> it's been out for 24 hours. <laughs> just for reference, uh, Hamilton is rated PG-13. Oh. Nice. I haven't what's actually the... seen it yet. I wanted to. What's what's 13 about it? Like, what, What's the, the tags in it? I do think they say the F word one time. Uh, the, I thought you got one freebie. The class. Yeah. Oh wait, if it's more than one time, it becomes R. Maybe that's what the rule yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, it's something like that. It's like a threshold. <clears throat> yeah, which is dumb, but whatever. Do either of you uh, use HBO Go or Max or whatever? HBO Plus or minus or I don't even know what it's called anymore. You used to HBO Max. Go hot on the like hometown account. Wait, what's that? It it's the account that one of my friends has that the entire town uses basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the keeper of the username and password. You're the keeper? Yeah, because even the, the the people who whose it belongs to forget the password and they ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude, why haven't you told me? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to be a part of this community now. Yeah, I mean, I might as well just put it like out on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, we're all- HBO sends me. Uh, well, no, they should. I, I think this is legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think I. I'll consult my lawyer, uh, Cody. Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's put it in the you know Discord messages instead of live. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I only subscribed to HBO Go long enough to watch all of Westworld. So however long that took me. I'm, in, I'm, I'm interested to figure out how the new like free version works and what you get with that. So I think you get all the version. Money. Yeah, I yeah think you get all the classic stuff. Do you know Codex? Mm-hmm. I can watch The Wire for free is what I'm I told. I watched The Wire for free as part I of my Hulu Prime, package. Right? For like a, yeah, and it was on Hulu for like a month as well. But you well, can watch it for free 
but um, that ran out a couple weeks ago, so I don't know if you still can or not. The HBO but, thing ran out a couple weeks ago? Yeah, so hmm. Hulu was offering their HBO like add-on package oh, for free for like a month. HBO and then, through Hulu. Okay. Yeah, and then Amazon does the same thing like once or twice a year. Hmm. So you can pretty much binge everything that you want to see and then yeah, I've been you know not actually upgrade to it. I've been considering about uh you know sub subbing to HBO, whatever, just be in preparation for you know uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League. I'm on the hype train. Is that legit coming out? Yes. This year? I don't think this year, no. But they're okay. uh they they didn't film anything new, uh, but they're doing all the back end and post and new CGI stuff and using, you know, the the cuts and film that Snyder filmed. Uh, so it's going to be a completely different version of that movie and the story that Snyder you know wanted to tell in the first place. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, not ruined by any of that MCU taint from Josh Whedon. Um, just pretend yeah. it never happened <laughs> yeah oh god that is definitely what I'm going to be doing <laughs> hey that's allegedly what they're going to try and do to the uh, latest Star Wars trilogy just pretend it didn't happen <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I mean nice. that's that's the rumor mill nice they're going to call it like, just like an, uh, like an alternate timeline like a what if it just uh, like like nice. scrub just to get it off of like official Weak. timeline canon. <laughs> nice so they're they're pulling a multiverse huh um just for the sake of saving getting rid of that really i don't think nice. they're going to like continue a multiverse <laughs> for the sake of making more money and nice. not being stuck with that script nice well i mean like because like george is apparently back in the loop and uh oh god you know, they're just going to try and take it back to pre-Disney. Try to. With Disney. Good luck. Awkward. Yeah, yeah Disney's just standing in the room like, hey, just uh, pretend we're not here. Yeah. Just, just make us some more money. Except we are here. We, we are everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. That's great. I think that's the Disney DD I need. Calls on Disney. <laughs> Puts on Disney. Making shows up with a <laughs> just inverse anything Nick says. Yeah. Yes. Man. Uh, oh man. But yeah, I'm real hyped about the the new Justice League. Well, I shouldn't say new, the original Justice League. Um, I'm probably in the minority. I've really enjoyed Batman vs Superman, and I was really on board for the the story Snyder was trying to tell in his original trilogy. And when that whole thing happened with him stepping down and stuff, I actually got really sad because. Um, you were bummed about that. I remember that. Yeah, I was, I was all aboard the, the DCEU and uh, all, all of the blame for DC's miserable attempt at creating an extended universe to mimic Marvel is fully on WB, in my opinion. That is like their spineless and uh like just just let the man well so tell his story they they cave so easily to uh was, 
John fan feedback without like actually letting everything play out. It's just like you get backlash from the fans before a movie even releases and you know they change everything and it's just like let the man tell his story and like maybe it'll be good just let it happen right but. so we see the John Favreau of DC or could have been yes he okay. like the the DCU was you know kicked off by a man a man of steel you know first Henry I like that one Henry Cavill is that yeah. how you say his last name? Cavill? Cavill? Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. Um, that was movie one, and then Batman vs. Superman was two, and then Justice League was going to be three, and then they had solo films slated for The Flash, which is still you know, on the docket. Rip Ezra Miller, though, kind of doing dumb things, apparently. Uh, they have, you know, the Wonder Woman films. They have the Aquaman films. They were planning a Cyborg solo film, which I don't know if that's still a thing or not. Um, Suicide Squad, I think, terrible, was loosely tied into it. Uh, ben Affleck's Ooh. Batman, you know, made a few cameos. Um, yeah. <laughs> James Gunn is is making you know the next Suicide Squad film. Yeah, which, I like James Gunn. Yeah, it's promising. You know, did Guardians of the Galaxy, and that one weird movie that I think you watched too, where they were in the building that gets locked down. Remember us talking I mean, about that? You're definitely gonna have to be more specific because that basically describes every movie that I watch. Weird that James one Gunn weird movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got something for that. Yeah, I think I know what you, what you're talking about, but I can't re- recall the name. Didn't it have like uh, the the actor who played Doctor Cox from Scrubs? That sounds right. Hold on, we'll get there. Belco was... experiment. What was it? Belco experiment. That's it. Yep. Yeah, it came out in twenty seventeen. Not loved by Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, what is really though? Right. Yeah. What do they know? I I can't. Come on. I can't listen to to the critics anymore. Uh, they're just. I don't know. I like think the only critic he listens to. I wouldn't even call myself a critic; more of a fan. Um, <laughs> Mike doesn't criticize anything. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, well, no. distinction. Nick, Nick knows. I've criticized quite a few things, but I don't know, man. I'm just there's a difference. Why, why do you? Why do you need to go read about what some dork whose whole job it is to pick apart? You know, film. It's their job somehow yeah. to do that stuff, and it just really takes a lot away from it. Yeah, just go watch it, see it for what it is, enjoy it or don't. But I mean, let's be real: when you go see, you know, Jurassic World three, I'm not expecting the most like uh, you know, in depth plot with the most rich storytelling elements that transcends genres of movies. No, I'm going to see big CGI dinosaurs like fight other big CGI dinosaurs while For Chris sure. Pratt like rides motorcycles underneath of them. I'll second that. I'm here for the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's good enough for me, you know? But I digress. You just gotta set your expectations low when you go in and pretty much anything will exceed them. And, yeah. and if they don't, then you know it's a bad movie. 
Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, the the last movie that I like actually hated and al- almost couldn't watch was the, the Happening, and that was a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> Poor Mark. Like uh, that whole movie experience was sad. You know, in and of itself, I, I went to the theater by oh, myself. No, <laughs> watched watched the happening in a for me <laughs> in a theater solo. Sat through that man, that's god awful movie. Our theater dismissed at the same time as another theater, like right next to ours. And as I'm walking out, like I see, you know, people from you know a different friend group of a friend of mine or whatever walking out and i'm like trying to hide my face you know i don't want to like bump into them and be like oh hey i'm just at the movies by myself like a totally normal person yeah did they watch a good movie i hope so i mean anything (laughs) is better than that movie and i'm usually a fan of like weird movies or shows but that one was just terrible yeah, I just Google searched it because I'm pretty sure I never watched it, and it's just a dude laying down, <laughs> getting ran over by a tractor. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was a very 2019 movie, but it not in 2019. <laughs> the the Earth was mad at humanity because we're destroying it, so it was killing us all. In 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to watch yeah. it now. It sounds like I need yeah. to chug a couple beers first, but I mean, it's probably entertaining now, you know. But yeah, I was the cast. Cool. I mean, had Mark Wahlberg. So it yeah, it was an M Night Shyamalan movie. So like, Hype. Yeah, that was like that was right around the you know right after Signs and you know some of his better movies. And so I'm like, all right, Mark Wahlberg, M Night Shyamalan, this is gonna be great. And then I was like, what happened? What is this? Hot garbage. And you went to the movies alone, so you couldn't even like shit talk it to somebody else. Right. But at least I spared, you know, Becca or you know, whatever friends I had at the time, which probably weren't many. <laughs> it would have been even fewer if you made them go see that movie. Right. The real story is I didn't have any friends. <laughs> Why didn't you have any friends, Mike? Because they watch terrible movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all finally uh, quit hanging out with him. They're like, we're not going to go see this movie. It's not yeah. Cool. yeah. Mike says this movie's going to be lit and it's always terrible. Everybody yeah. bail. He's just yeah. shouting out actor names and directors and he's like, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, Sh- yeah. This guy sucks. M. Night Shyamalan's never made a bad movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy, that guy. I will say I really did enjoy Split. That was great. That was a fun movie. I, I love the whole you know series, Split, Glass, yeah, and Glass. whatever the first one was. Unbreakable. Unbreakable, old, old yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah I, I like Glass. I mean, it, it caught a little bit of flack, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Split I was it. really good. That, I watched that, that with no expectations. I didn't know it was actually connected to anything at that point. Right, yeah, he did a good job you know, keeping that a secret. One thing that I've I've noticed I've done probably definitely the last year, maybe a little longer, is I've I've really tried to avoid trailers and like 
researching movies that I genuinely care about and want to see because I mean, they, they pick things apart, you know, so far in advance that it kind of like ruins the viewing experience in my point of view. Cause you're already exposed to so much of the story and what they're trying to do with the, the movie or whatever. So that, that was one that I definitely went in kind of blind to and was very pleased. Well, I feel like movie trailers have started to fall victim to the same thing like game trailers have. And there's like footage that isn't at all in the trailer. See Justice League. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if there's a movie that I'm actually genuinely excited to see, like uh, I won't watch trailers or anything. But if they're like, like the Marvel movies, I watch every trailer and will read everything about it, mainly because I'm not like super invested. Well, there's not, well, a, it's not a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how that's going to end generally. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's not really about the, you know, the unknown of the plot. <clears throat> it's kind of like Jurassic World. It's like you're not, yeah. driven. you're not there for the plot. Well, oh, hey, God. don't tell Disney that. <laughs> I just want to see some dudes get eaten by dinosaurs. Don't tell Disney that. I just want to see Iron Man blow stuff up. And say something snarky. Yes. Don't, don't tell Disney that. They already know. <laughs> oh, man. Captain yeah, Marvel is one of my favorite Marvel. movies. I loved Captain Marvel so much. Yeah, that one made a lot of sense. Yeah, dude. Just Brie Larson flying around just punching bad guys. Being a superhero. Hey, but when the fate of the universe is at stake, just, you know, she's off doing other stuff. Yeah, dude. She showed up in the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Kind of did some stuff. Right on cue. Yeah. When needed. Yeah, I actually... I hated Captain Marvel. Brie Larson sucks. Damn. There, I said it. I'm sorry. Wow. We can move on now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go away from all Disney topics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I have been really getting into. Uh, is... less no, but we can totally talk about that if you want. Nope, you go. Um, I was just going to say, I've, I've been really diving down the YouTube rabbit hole and finding no. some really no. cool channels. Uh, on YouTube to keep me entertained. There's actually quite a, f- a lot of good content creators on YouTube. Yeah, except they all make me question my sanity. <laughs> well, Mike, like, like, <laughs> like, super dark and just... Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Let me think about that <laughs> Not sleep tonight. Yeah, okay. You're right. Maybe the channels I'm watching might be a little questionable, but... Regardless, I'm sure there's other great content creators that aren't very super dark and depressing and make you question society and the messed up world that we lived in. Yeah, watch Rando Knots. Oh, there's two dead bodies packed into a brief. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah. Shout out Nexpo, my boy. Uh, bringing, you the, bringing you the news you need. I guess I should click that link. Yeah, but no, for for real though, that I I've been really getting into uh like true crime channels on YouTube. 
I don't know what like white people's obsession with murder stories is, but my God, I cannot stop. A lot of murder going on in Mike's video feed. Yeah, definitely. And all of the YouTube I watch is on the company laptop. So we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna get that back and they're like, why is it just murder and mustang? <laughs> What is rando nodding and why has this guy not been abstracting? <laughs> oh geez. No, there's there's some good ones though. Uh that chapter is a good channel I've been watching. Uh he just reviews true crime cases. Most are solved, some are not. Uh which are the worst. Wouldn't you agree, Cody? Yes. Yeah, so Unresolved so YouTube videos. Yeah, because you get like an hour and a half into it, and you're like, all right, how's this wrap up? And they're like, and that's all we know. And it doesn't. Deal with it. Like, like stay tuned, ongoing. Yeah. Uh, that's the great thing about that chapter, though. His videos are anywhere from like 10 to 25 minutes long, so you don't feel so bad for the ones where he's like, and I have no idea what happens next. Right. You're not so See you next time. <laughs> what was the one um had like the army general guy that like confessed to... Uh... A couple murders. Oh, um, so okay, so there's another channel called. Oh, let me pull the spreadsheet because I wrote it down on there. Nice. JCS Criminal Psychology, mm-hmm. and his channel is super interesting. Uh, he he approaches the whole true crime uh, genre in a different way that I've haven't really seen before. He all of his videos are uh, analyzing interrogation videos. So uh, he, I'm assuming he is some sort of psychologist or you know studied psychology. Um, but he just goes watch you know plays uh, an interrogation video and kind of describes what he sees in the um, suspect. And what he sees the detectives doing during the interrogation kind of explains like, and at this point, the suspect's body language indicates blah, 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 blah. And he's answering these questions in this way, which leads people to believe blah, blah, blah. And it's just super interesting, deep dive into kind of like the minds of the detectives and the suspects during those times. It's really interesting. Yeah, I watched a couple of the episodes. I like them all. They're all super interesting. And, you know, the uh, suspects that I have on there are always super crazy. Yeah, he's... I got uh, I'm pretty sure they're just like, hey, we're pretty sure you did it. He's like, yeah, I did it. Let me tell you how. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, a lot of those videos are like, if you're having too good of a day and really want to be brought back down to earth, just throw some of those on. <laughs> <laughs> actually really just theme of everything mike recommends yeah yeah if you if you really want to take the wind out of your sails <laughs> if you're just feeling too good about life i got a few recommendations for you um, it's like i bet you didn't even know this was out there but it's out there and it's terrible yeah Here, let me share this with you it's terrible but i, I love it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know why that stuff's so fascinating but it's just i guess it's like you know, diving into the unknown and the chaotic and trying to understand like all that stuff 
all, all the content of those interrogation videos and true crime stuff. It's all awful, the worst. And like, you really hate to see it, but also it's like, what would make a person do that? And that's kind of the interesting thing about the JCS channel is he kind of tries to, well, I guess he doesn't really try to fig- figure out so much why it happened, but like how you can tell that this person did something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, it's, it's all a train wreck, but you just kind of like yeah. walk through it step by step. Yeah, but I mean, that genre as a whole, though, is like, it's so popular and it's when you take a step back and you're like, why are people so fascinated watching hours or listening to hours upon hours of stories of people murdering people? (laughs) It's like, why would anyone want to listen to that? But then I can't stop. It must be a life you don't know. Mike's living vicariously through them. (laughs) You're not supposed to say that. Oh, said so the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Um. Uh, as an attorney. Whoops, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Watching interrogation stuff like JCS or, you know, insert whatever Netflix documentary of true crime stuff that shows. You know the actual interrogation. Pr- process like yeah is any of that concerning to you like all the tactics that the detectives and interviewers use yeah i mean making a murder is probably a better example for that um it's been discussed pretty pretty heavily at this point but everything they use in there is really shady tactics if not unconstitutional some of the other ones that we've watched are pretty much walk the line um I was their attorney, I would definitely complain about it. But the other thing I would complain about it is never talk to the police without your attorney. So most of the time <laughs> I'm like banging my head against the wall like I'm <laughs> for an attorney. Like like again, that, that yeah. general dude is just like, Yeah, let me tell you about it. I'm just like, no dude. You got like, him. You got him. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that goes through my mind is like I'm sitting there and I'm like, Man, what these detectives like the the mind warfare that's going on here like can't can't really be ethical but also like if this person did what they're being accused of like i don't i guess i really don't care because that's way worse you know yeah i mean there's still rights there to be protected and those rights are there to be protected because you have people who actually didn't do it but right. those methods will actually break them down and make them either admit to it or you know say some something that would sound guilty and when you play in front of a jury yeah. it's going to look real bad um yeah especially because a lot of people that end up in that situation um are either uneducated or you know have some type of um mental um issue that would make it harder for them to you know fight back those approaches by the police and so that's really the concerning part is um, not really the bad guys getting caught up in it, but good people getting caught up by the same methods. Yeah, because I mean, also you have you have detectives that are just like, we just got to solve this. Yeah. So like, let's just get someone. You know, yeah, it's it's the wire. <laughs> it's a number on a whiteboard, and they gotta like get those yeah. numbers down. <laughs> those are rookie so we numbers. Gotta, we gotta 
Exactly. We're gonna <laughs> piss off everybody this guy. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. I don't know. It's all it's all very, very fascinating. Um you got either of you guys check out the Reeb of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix? I have not. I haven't either. I saw it advertised, but I haven't clicked on it yet. I thought it was the old one actually. No, it's a new one. They actually uh like redid the theme song and it's a banger. Do they get CGI in the old guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all <laughs> Oh man. Rip that guy. I don't even know his name. I remember watching like some of the, the original unsolved mysteries as a small child at my grandparents' house, like when I was young. It's like all that was ever on. Yeah, it was like Unsolved Mysteries or The Price is Right or whatever. <laughs> yeah, really I think they usually back to back. Yeah. It'd be really easy to take all the things that they recorded that guy saying and then just make a CGI him and <laughs> yeah. put him on a few shows because he's probably said enough lines to just yeah, no kidding. That, that narrative together. Right. <laughs> Oh man, we can make that happen. It's like the uh, Tupac hologram. Yeah. What happened to holograms? That we I thought that was gonna be a, a thing in the real. The way of the 3D TV. I mean, you can Tupac you can get holograms with J-pop and K-pop, probably. Just ask our good friend Ray. Is he into that? Yeah, he went to. Oh yeah, he went and actually. I mean, that's a dumb like, question. But I guess concert, I didn't realize he I think. was directly into that I got yeah it. i would assume it um <laughs> you assumed right yeah okay correct um yeah that's that's funny shout out to ray big ray you guys been consuming anything else though during this amazing quarantine time beer 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's drinking? Lots of drinking. I feel like I'm always on my last beer. Today was the last beer kind of day for dinner. I was like, man, last one. <laughs> I literally put a beer fridge into my uh, my loft office. So I have a nice neon bluish purple light highlighting the fact that I am also almost out of beer. Nice. Sad. Speaking of like yeah. last ones, what was what was a show that was like the last ep- like the last episode you watched it if that makes sense so basically the last thing you finished the last thing i finished i'm 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 I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of so many things right now i think it's been a while since i finished something trying do to you think know of... what that is for you no i'm trying to think because i've been i've been wa- rotating like these five shows for the past two three months Hate to see it, man. You just gotta finish. It's just yeah, you still gotta crush it like I did. Yeah, I dude. finished Speed eight, se- eight seasons. No, I, have like, I have like five five shows that fill a niche, like each little little niche of my day. I yeah, agree I, with that. I, I watch stuff and serious stuff. I can't do that. I, I I'm a one at a time kind of person. I mean, last thing I finished was Homecoming, and that was like two days ago. Yeah, three days ago. It was a, uh, it was the new, uh, freaking Space Force. That's what it was. Uh, I did too. 
I forgot about that actually. Yeah, that was yeah. the last it's thing I was like done. Yeah, I think I loved it. I think I've only seen the first episode of that. See, here's what happens. Okay, first <laughs> off, there's only certain shows that like Becca and I watch because she doesn't like all the super depressing and weird stuff that I like to watch. So, uh, right. Um, so we started up Space Force, but we were also like watching other shows that, that I can't remember. Um, but we only watched the one episode and then got tied up in some other show. Um, but we're currently working through the Umbrella Academy season two, which we'll probably finish tomorrow because I think we only have one episode left. Does Becca like that? Yeah, she. We watched the first season. I think uh, I wanted to watch it, and first season was okay. It's like really a little too much teen angst for me. Uh, we so like get past the first episode because it was a little bit of that vibe, and plus like way too much world building, or at least character introductions. It was just like what is about that <laughs> yeah i don't recall too much like of the super specific stuff from the first season but i remember like not being in love with the show but also like not i was like on the the border of disliking it and tolerating it uh but we finished it and then when beck saw that season two came out she you know, wanted to jump on that so that's what we've been watching together sorry the hiccups it's really hard to talk when you have the hiccups. Just covering for his COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's that's a really big symptom of COVID. Hiccups. hiccups. Yeah, hiccups. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, so it sounds right. Do you, I mean, I assume that both of you have shows that you're watching with your significant others. Yeah, that would pretty much be Survivor for me. <laughs> Survivor. You... You drug her into that? No, I, I, well, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of me. The last thing I think I finished though was probably Last Chance You on uh, Netflix. Mm. It's the football one, JUCO colleges. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, it's good. You're like five seasons behind now, but it's awesome <laughs> for football. And since we don't really have any uh, college football to watch this year, give it a go. Wait, so that's been out for five years? Uh, I Something like that. Wow, Cody just making bold statements and walking it back. I'm pretty sure it's right. I'm pretty like sure it's You're right. like five years behind. I mean, I think maybe... Last Chance You has five parts. Wow, look at Carter. Remain confident, man. So two parts a year. I just feel like it's not that old. I feel like it's not either, which is why I kind of hesitated, but it's definitely five parts. So let me see when the first one was. Yeah, it gets weird when you put things into like that perspective. It's like, wait, is it that old? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 2015? Damn. Like Casa de Papel, season two, chapter one, part oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, which order yeah. is this in? Oh, uh, that show. If you haven't watched that, Nick, you should watch it. What was that? First. Uh, it is known as Money Heist on Netflix or La Casa de Papel. Which is the correct name. Yeah. 
but you gotta watch the dub version. Yeah, it's hilarious. Dude, okay, so uh, we're for a dub right now. What's that guy's what's the character's name? Cody Denver, I think. Denver, yeah. That has like the most horrific sounding laugh I've ever heard a human being make. And here I was thinking that it was just like the terrible English dub over. And mm. uh no, that's actually his, it's his, his laugh. real laugh. <laughs> There's just like YouTube videos of hit like compilations of him and his god awful laugh. Unreal. Yeah, it's, just, it's hilarious. You don't even have to watch the show, just watch that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> good. it's a pretty good show though. It's kinda like uh a little too predictable for me. For the most part, they they do throw some curveballs in there that kind of caught me off, but I mean, regardless, it's still it's a it's a fun, yeah, fun heist show. I agree. I liked it. It was there's plenty of twists. Some of them you definitely see coming, but overall, yeah. pretty much enjoyed. I, the, the I like the delivery of it. I think they do a good job. Uh, the the way they tell the story and yeah, and the music's fuego, dude. You're not you're not wrong. Good music goes along with Bela Chow. Is that the, yeah. the one song? Oh dude, it's stuck in my head now. And I didn't <laughs> even not. hear it. It's just ah so good. Yeah. Theme song. Banger. So good. Yep. <laughs> banger. Tokyo. Uh, banger. True. What? No. <laughs> and uh yeah, to confirm last chance you first season uh, was the twenty fifteen season. It released on Netflix in 2016, but it's the 2015 season. So, yeah, five years. Know. Dang. What do you and Aaron watch, Nick? Um, we have like shows we watch on lunch since we you know that's a that's a thing now. Um, lunch at home. So, like, we kind of started The Office. But haven't got too far. We watch F is for Family, good old Bill Burr. Um, really just super casual stuff, just like as we're eating. And if we ever watch like a show show, it's got to be like a kind of show you can watch when, but still be on Instagram at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, nothing too intense. She tried to, she wanted, she's, Wanted to watch um, Community with me, but I just started cranking through that. <laughs> I think I'm about halfway through season two already. And there's only three seasons, I'm pretty sure. Good show. Yeah, one, nice of my, one of my buddies watched that and really liked it, and, and I can't say that I really tried. It's good. Uh, it's a good evening, like, wind-down show. Um, I watched that before bed try to get a couple episodes of that in but or if i'm you know feeling up to it ideally if there's like beer in the house i'll i'll watch uh the last dance that's kind of what i rotate if if there's beer then we can watch michael jordan yeah because you know you can't just you just gotta get you just gotta get something in you there to watch that man just be just dominate you got to be drinking as much as they are while actively playing. Yeah. <laughs> Half the smoke cigars on the golf course. 
like how Jordan's like, yeah, when I was in the locker room as a rookie, they were doing much worse in the locker room at halftime's a game. So, oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh man, I don't know what made me just think about this, but um, I've been I've kind of been into like the period pieces lately, like mm-hmm. uh, the the last historic type show like that was a show called bark skins on hulu mm. i don't i really don't know what made me think of this but so for what? some reason hulu popped up and bark skins popped up but um <clears throat> yeah shows like that 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 is kind of in the time period of the fur trade you know and the oh, new yeah. new america uh, a french settlement you know is that a is that a better or worse version than the one with a uh, Jason Aquaman? Oh, Jason Momoa. Uh, you're talking about Frontier. Yeah, that's enough. Um, okay, so they both are are generally the same time period. Yeah, both deal with fur trading. Both deal with the Hudson's Bay Company. Um, <laughs> I love shows on different services that do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this show is actually aired on national geographic oh which is interesting that is um but so with that being said it's kind of like a watered down version of frontier if that makes sense like frontier is kind of brutal it's got a you know a really good amount of action because you know jason momoa yeah um but bark skins uh, while it does have some some action and some brutal, you know, violent scenes between like the the natives and the French settlers and Hudson's Bay people, uh, Barkskins kind of leans more towards the storytelling and like character development, whereas Frontier, in my opinion, like leans the other way. <clears throat> right, Jason. Yeah, uh, Barkskins was good though. Okay. I, I think if I had to pick Hmm, man, I don't even know. Damn. I might lean more towards Barkskins than Frontier. Uh just because wow. some of the acting in Barkskins was really good. The, the guy who plays Oh shoot. Uh, I can't remember any of the character names. Which is a really good sign of a TV show, right? When <laughs> no characters stick out to you. It was amazing. Don't remember any of it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. uh, the guy who plays uh, Hamish Gomes, who is the main character of the Hudson's Bay Company, was really good. That character was really interesting. Um, and then, oh man, I can't remember the other guy's name, but the the main character who is the older French guy. Oh man, his name really just is slipping my mind. Uh he's played by the 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 gentleman who plays the money laundering fellow from season three of Fargo, who I also Varga VM Vargo or Varga, I believe was his name in Fargo, which doesn't mean anything to you guys because neither of you guys have watched it, so I don't know why I'm telling you that. Uh, but he's a really, really good actor, and his character was really fascinating in Barkskins. Yeah, you you made me think of a period piece that I didn't finish on Hulu, 
had the guy from um Chernobyl and they were like on icebreaker ships and it was man it's like 1800s what the fuck was that called um it's on Hulu was it is it like a Hulu original or was it I'm pretty sure it's an original hmm. it, was, it was like a it's like a, a short series like eight parts I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't recall the name either. It starts off like normal, but then it started to become more like uh, like supernatural esque. Like there's something out there, like fucking them up because they're like stuck on the ice because they're out there for months and months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I watched that right after Chernobyl because I had the same guy, and he's a good ass actor. You're gonna to need to. Yeah, I, I know. I'm really like it right now. I can't think of it now. I can't find it. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping. Yeah. Do you do you remember the guy from Chernobyl's name? I can uh, Google it. Because I can, we can look him up and figure out what the show is called. No, not the Chernobyl disaster. No one cares about that. We want the show, not the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I don't. I don't know what what the draw is for these like period piece shows. I love them for me, but it's hard for me to, like I said earlier, dislike. <laughs> um, it's driving me nuts because I know what show you're talking about. I have no idea, but I want to. Uh, here's a couple other of the period piece shows while Nick's trying to figure that out. Hey, he's in Carnival Row. Nice. Uh, the Terror. The Terror. The Terror. Are you sure? Yes. That's that has to, That's what I was going for, but then when I looked at it, it didn't really look like. Let me click ship on. stuff. No, the first one's about the Northwest Northwest Passage. There you go. Royal Navy, 200 miles. Yeah, sounds about right. Anthology Horror, drama, anthology. Yeah. It's an anthology? Yeah. How many, series, how many seasons are out? Looks like two. 2018, 2019. The second one being Infamy. Oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. Okay, that's probably why. Because when I looked up the terror, it was all the scenes and stuff from the, the second first season. One have a subtitle, but the second one does have a subtitle, and that's infamy. Okay, that makes sense because, yeah, because I was seeing images from the second season. I'm like, that definitely doesn't look like. Dude, that's totally what happened to me when I started watching Fargo, because I was seeing like little teasers for season four, and like you know, Chris Rock is going to be in season four. All mm-hmm. these. At, like really great actors and actresses and like i go to put it on on hulu and i'm like why does this thumbnail have martin freeman in it i didn't <laughs> see him in any of <laughs> why does it not look like it's in the 1950s or you know whatever time period that season four is going to be in and i'm like oh anthology okay here we go I like anthology shows. 
I mean, I think an anthology season holds its like it's not eh, it's top five for sure. Like True Detective, that first season is just oh yeah, the best. That's great. Out of control. Definitely some of my favorite. <laughs> that was TV stuff ever. That that show taught me a very important life lesson. Really? <laughs> yeah. You guys want to know? Don't go to Louisiana. No. That's a very practical. You can easily apply it. You never mow another man's lawn. Oh, yes. Yes. That is very true. Good one. I don't know how it applies or if it truly applies like that, but I don't think it's worth like figuring it out. (laughs) the second you do it and anything like that happens like damn it damn it it, it. i knew i should not have done that because it's like you know it's like oh why'd you do that you're like you know what i really kind of knew why i did that because i knew what was gonna happen (laughs) i can't lie yeah man that was a really good season though season three wasn't bad Season two kind of was. Yeah, I, I saw season two, and then I think that's why I just didn't watch season three. But then I think I saw like just What's like season? in it and some like stuff about it. And I thought, oh, I need to go back and watch that. Well, season two with like Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I only watched a few episodes of that one. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything really. You and know what? It, it wasn't Amy Adams in it, or is that was that? Is yeah, that, that sounds right? right. Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long, and I didn't enjoy it to begin with. So, but that sounds right. right. <laughs> oh man, it way deeper than it was. Like it alluded to like a ton of <laughs> interesting stuff, but never touched on the actual interesting stuff it tried to allude to. <laughs> and trying to take Vince Vaughn seriously was just too much. Yeah. yeah that's- Dude, that reminds me. Here we go. Finn's fun. No, but uh, if you, you you should really watch devs, but when you do, like it's gonna be weird because oh yeah, Nick Offerman. You got Nick Offerman in like not a comedy, and like I can't unsee Nick Offerman from Ron Swanson. So like his character. Two episodes to figure out that he wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. And like his character in Devs is like the exact opposite of Ron Swanson. And so it's just like they really messed with me for for a handful of episodes. I mean, like one of the first times you see him, he's eating like kale or spinach or something like by handfuls. And you're like, what what is this? The Nick Offerman I know has like a bacon bug out bag. Exactly. It was very good though. Yeah. That was and good. he's great in it. You just don't expect that from his character. Yeah. Well, wow, that's, uh, t- that's a 2020 show. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that that's another one of those shows where it's like, it should probably just be one season. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I saw like the, the cover photo for, it and I clicked on it. It makes a lot more sense. Now. I'm like, what is going on in this picture? Dude, it's so giant screen. I'm interesting. Like, you should watch it. Um, yeah, you probably understand it more than us, or <laughs> me at least, or like the technical yeah. stuff. Like, I have no idea what that means, but it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm so ignorant, but I'm just like, oh wow, this is a fascinating story. 
Yeah. Oh wow, there's like a ten-story yeah. tall, creepy little girl statue in the middle of the woods. Sweet. Let's see, let's see where this goes. Yeah, nothing bad could happen there. Of course not. Um. <laughs> Man, that's why I liked Silicon Valley so much. It's a lighter, like, funnier version of that whole atmosphere, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, devs definitely takes quite a few turns that I wasn't expecting. No, nothing light about the ending. Yeah, but uh, another character like Nick Offerman. Um, oh man, what's his what's his like right hand gal's know. name in that show? Cody uh, was. I don't remember. Uh, no. Anyways, his his like go to person in that show. Um, played the drummer of Scott Pilgrim's band, the Sex Bobombs, Scott P- Pilgrim vs. the World. So, like, <laughs> seeing her in, the, in that show, in that role, I was like, what? what? I got, like, you know, the drummer from the Sex Bobombs and Ron Swanson in, like, this super serious, like, mind-bender of a show. It was It was odd. But, but good, so watch it. Yes, definitely. Is it a um, one se- one season thing, or is there going to be more seasons? I think I, I really would be surprised if they had a second season. Uh, but speaking of anthologies, I think um, the the rumor was that this show might be an anthology series, or just a limited like one season. I'll look it up real quick. That'd be cool with one season. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, honestly, I don't know what you do from where that show ended. Yeah, they tied up all the loose ends, and there's not really any, anywhere else to go with it or the characters. Yeah, yeah, the, the responsible when they do that kind of stuff and just admit like something just needs to stay at one season, one movie. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with just having one good season. You don't need to carry it on for like ever for it to be good. Same thing with like a solid five seasons or three seasons. Yeah, I think that's something that like Breaking Bad kind of pioneered. Like they ended right in their heyday, you know, when they were like the most popular, I guess you could say. But it's something. Yeah, not all of us get that reference. (laughs) Something though that. I really can appreciate, you know, you have a story to tell. So you tell the story and when the story's over, it's over. You don't try to drag it out, you know, for, you know, how many more, more money. Was that? How many Mr. Robot seasons were there? Four. Okay. I was trying Not, to think of the thing with odd number of seasons. Yeah. Good. The, the interesting thing about uh, the length of Mr. Robot is, the show was written completely with the ending in mind. Like the, the show was actually slated to be a feature film, but they decided to go the, the series route, which I th- think was a really good move. And they're able to really tell a, a rich story and have a lot of interesting things. But yeah, you I told think... me that like season three or four, when I was watching, I was like, I don't even know how that would work. Yeah. But I think that's what, uh, really made the show so strong is they knew 
the exact story they were trying to tell. Like they they didn't write, you know, a pilot and then a season and then be like, oh, this actually caught on. Let's make another season. They're like, no, this is the game plan. Like this is the the destination we're trying to reach. So everything that they wrote, you know, led to that ending, which makes it a really interesting show to go back and rewatch because you pick up on all these little subtle details that at the time just feel like, you know, little subtle things, throwaway things, plot points, references, whatnot. But when you go back and rewatch it, you're it, it like almost takes on a whole different meaning. And it's like watching a, a whole new show. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. It's like the opposite of Game of Thrones. <laughs> they decided to kill it two th- seasons too early and didn't actually have an ending in mind at any point in time. Yeah. Something that should have had 15 seasons just had to <laughs> like down at the knees. Yeah, they're just like, nah, it's done. It's done. Wrap it up. And they, they, I mean, it's basically Ned Stark, the series. You know, they just chopped his head off and was just like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And we're done. And on to what were they supposed to go to? Star Wars? I Is think, that what series they were getting? I want Who, to well, agree with you. Uh, the directors of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that fell through because I was like back it, when that's what I was getting ready to say. I think it fell through because they did such a terrible job on Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, it's kind <laughs> of sort of bad. This fan backlash to it. Yeah, and that was when Disney was like, "Yeah, we made a billion off of our first, you know, our first few movies. Like they're doing really good." It was before all the fan backlash, even on the Disney side, started. Um, so between Game of Thrones and just like Disney getting knocked off their high horse with Star Wars, that just like all kind of unraveled. Well, I don't feel sorry for them. Nah, they're fine. Stonks go up. <laughs> that they do. But they bought plenty of Disney stock. I think uh, the big takeaway is, yeah, sometimes shorter, shorter series are better, but except for Game of Thrones, so yeah, they're better until they're not. <laughs> well, you know that also, you know, they shot themselves in the foot by trying to, or you know, the writer, or the fuck his name is. George R. R. Martin. Yeah, when when the books are not coming out and they kind of have to just kind of spitball gas, and he's just like, "Yeah, that works." Yeah, when you're out <laughs> when running like material and just like making up the ending. Yeah. Yeah, and if it ever ends in the books, uh, not at this rate. He said on his blog that it was supposed to be out the next one, which I think is Winds of Winter was supposed to be out like a month ago and he like missed the deadline again and it's like the 900th time that he's missed the deadline since like 2014 i don't think he's going to finish it you know what i mean like it's just gonna be it's gonna be they're gonna meme it out and it's just gonna never happen yeah well we've joked that he was gonna like die at some point before finishing the books and then it was a joke but now it's almost not a joke because it's been so long that he might actually die <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like everyone's just gonna be stuck with the HBO ending. Oh <laughs> uh, yikes! Kind of makes me glad that I missed the train. 
you know? Yeah, well, I read the books, so that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Actually, I love the books, too. And then I got into the show, and the show was pretty good. And then the show took a nosedive. And at now I'm going to the books, so. As a book reader, at what point did the show take a nosedive? Um, I want to say around season... Well, now... Not that many seasons ago. It was actually following the books pretty closely for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing their own thing a little bit more. And their own thing actually wasn't bad. They skipped out a lot of plot lines that I liked from the books. But, you know, you just can't keep up with, like, a 2,500-page book. You're going to have to cut some stuff. So that was fine. But the last, like, two seasons, not only did it get away from the books because it ran out of source material, but also didn't follow, like, what, as a book reader, where I thought it was going to go. Right, and it's one thing not to meet expectations as far as like storyline goes. I I prefer to be surprised anyway, but it didn't even like logically make sense with where the books were going. Like mm-hmm. it, it seems like a completely different show or a completely different story being told. And is George lonely. like? I was just gonna say if George went a completely different way in the book, I would be like, yeah, that actually makes more sense. I don't know. You almost have to treat the TV show differently, like a completely different story being told in a different universe. Right. Yeah, so they have to fix everything these days. As so, long as the greatest, like, this is top five, like, TV sequences for me is the whole Cersei. I think it was the end of season six um, with, the, with the, the church and all that. Shame. Yeah, that, that whole thing. It was just great. Yeah, Battle of the Bastards is good. Yeah, Grace. As long as like the the highs were well, obviously all the highs are probably canon with the books. They just kind of took a took a turn there at the end. Yeah, I mean it's like all the stuff that the book was building up to, they kind of like touched on but destroyed. It's like the final fight with like the White Walkers and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, okay, the books were building to that for like fifteen thousand pages at that point, and then <laughs> they just like and it was like terribly shot. Not that exciting. But they also really kind of like pigeonholed themselves before they ran out of source material by the sixty-seven episode contract or whatever. Like, yeah. why was that the episode cap? Like, you think they would just be like, the books aren't done. Let's just make this open-ended. Yeah, well, they make like unlimited money per episode. Like, it was like the number one grossing TV show yeah. of all time, at least at that point. It's like, so why are you just like, nah, let's cut it as short as possible and not like milk this. It's like the yeah. one time somebody didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. When it was required to. Yeah, when you actually could. <laughs> you would think the actors, the directors, and HBO especially would be like, yeah, no, let's get, let's put another 43 seasons or episodes on this and just milk it to death since there's no books to go off of. They're just yeah. like, uh, let's turn off the cash machine, I guess. Money printer yeah. does not go burr anymore. I'm yeah. It's sad, J-Pal. So, um, like, how how do you guys feel about shows or movies that are based off of books? Like, are you on the side where, like, the the show Who's that like, me? 100% be a retelling of the book? I'm sorry? I was getting some delay. Uh, wow, way to derail that. My bad. Unbelievable. But um, no, are you guys like uh, of the side that that 
the movie or show has to strictly follow the source material or are you okay with uh, directors and producers and writers like taking creative liberties with the source material and kind of either, you know, doing their own interpretation or using it as like a, a launching pad for their own vision of that story. Does that even make sense? Yes, it makes sense. And I think as like a, as a specific example of that, and I'm going to go to Harry Potter for this is where I think it's acceptable is between a, a, the second and third movie, how like the entire aesthetic of the world changed. I like it when they do that because, you know, that's, that's descriptions from like books that people interpret differently. Cause obviously mm -hmm. like the imagery you get when you read a book is different a little bit for everybody. And I, I think that's always really good to do. And I like seeing that. I don't think I agree as much like when they start changing like written character narratives or intentions or things like that. I think that's where it gets like dicey. Yeah. I think yeah. world building is like, like same thing with like Superman, like man of steel. Like when you put like a film grain over it, so to speak, and like mm -hmm. this is the world that I'm building around this character. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I think that people should do. Yeah, I not take Superman and make him like not Superman. Yeah, right. Like that's um, a different character. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think there's there's a fine line and I at one point was on one side of the spectrum and I think now I'm leaning towards the other side where um at least when it comes to to things like superhero movies or comic movies um i used to always want to you know see the movie or story like strictly follow the source material and would get like pretty bummed out if you know what to use your example like Zack snyder's superman was like the emo version of a, a the normal superman from the comics uh and that made a lot of people angry uh, but also, like, at some point, I don't really know when the, the switch flipped, but at some point I was like, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, what's what's his vision for this character in this story he's trying to tell? And, like, maybe if Superman, you know, from the comics was plopped into this, situation that Zack Snyder put him in maybe he would not be the super positive you know beacon of light and hope that he is in the comics so I don't know I think at some point I kind of like switched over and um it's kind of like appreciated you know the 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 film versions like the liberties they're taking with these yeah, I try to remind myself that it's usually for a different audience. Like, I like the Game of Thrones books to go back to that, but I know a lot of people watching the TV show would probably not like the books at all. So I have to remember that they're kind of changing it in a way to have a more broad appeal than people that would typically be into the epic fantasy, you know, type that probably doesn't really appeal to that many people. Right. 
Yeah, I guess he brings up a good point about Superman. And it's like, it's a defined character. But it's like when you put them in different situations that like aren't covered. Like what would Superman do in this situation that doesn't hasn't like came up before? I yeah. think that's okay to kind of make a judgment call there. Where there's yeah. no where there's no precedent, like what would Superman do, right? Or yeah, there's no source material, you're not going against it. You're just kind of your own interpretation of what he would do there. Right. And I think and I think that's what a lot of people had wrong with like Luke Skywalker in, in the newer Star Wars movies, is that they were saying that there was source material that would say he would not do that, or like that is not what he would do. And I think that's like when people start disliking things when it yeah. there's changing narrative like that mm-hmm. versus like new situations that aren't kind of pre-established no i agree i think that just opens up the door for the director to kind of take it his own direction and you know as long as you're still hitting the same plot points and you're not going you know so far against the character that it literally makes no sense i don't think there's anything wrong with taking some uh liberty there when you can yeah i kind of like like you mentioned with like just the general like for tv kind of thing like even like world building like there's books that don't you know you have to like put you have to create a lot of content that isn't necessary in books that you need for television and movies Mm -hmm. because like the book never describes what that looks like or what you know this world looks like outside of the immediate story going on Right, and you can't have all the narration that a book has. You have to build the narration through the the scenery more than what a book does. So when you're doing that, you can kind of make up your own scenery to convey the same message that would be conveyed normally in some type of narration. Yeah, and I feel like that's why like superheroes is like a good one. Like all the Batmans that have been done, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with any of the Batmans. I think it's pretty easy to get Batman down as a character. You just got to put him in different worlds. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds right. Now, could you see them? Hmm, would you be for a um a reboot of Game of Thrones in like twenty years? Is it going to happen? Probably. Would I be for it? <sighs> they fix the ending. <laughs> if they're like, all right, there's going to. Well, okay. What I mean, yeah. I guess it's not about length at that point. It's like, could they do that? Just in general, a better way, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's enough material in the books that they could go a million different directions with it. Um, you could go back to the like earlier Targaryens. You could go to stuff after, you know, the seasons that we've seen have ended. There's so much to do with like families and wars that they describe in the books that always sound cool, but you don't know how they would do them as a like you know eight nine season series, but could work as like a one or two season series. So there's like plenty of stuff they could work from. Is it? But if they're if they're going to do the same material they've already covered, then they should fix it. Yeah. Are they, they are they still coming out with the that the series the spinoff? I thought they were, and then I'm sure it got paused. And yeah. with COVID stuff, it's probably canceled. To be honest, but yeah, that was a that's a long uh, that's a long term investment because they want they wanted to go in on that. Yeah, I think it was tenuous to begin with just because of the amount of money they were planning on throwing at it that they wanted to make sure it was all like good to go. And I feel like with all the hiccups that have popped up in the meantime, I don't know if they're going to you know throw the same amount of money and time into the investment. What right. do you guys think is going to happen with you know 
current TV series or you know movies because of COVID. Like, you think we're gonna see a lull in in new stuff, or do you think like they're secretly filming stuff now, or like do you think maybe they just we might see? I think we're gonna quote, quote new material that might have just been backlogged that people have been saving for a rainy day. I think they're about they're going to power through it here and they're probably getting back to filming. I feel like there has been a lot though in the past couple the past couple of months because every time I check to see like what new movie has been released it's always like eh do I really yeah. want to watch that? Not so movies. Much. I think yeah, I think movies are like probably somewhat dead in the water. There's going to be a lull in movies, but I don't think so with like shows for some reason. I don't know if it's just like the production timelines on those are different, but I think there's just something about movies that got extra impacted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm pretty sure. sure. No one wants to re- you put out a movie if it's not going to go to theaters. Right. Unless I you're think yeah. I was just about to say. Bucks for Mulan from everybody. Yeah. I heard they got a lot of backlash. I heard that was not very good. Yeah, same. Um, but I, I think didn't, um, you know, our, our Cinemark Theater just recently reopen. Yes, I think I've seen cars there. Yeah, I think they have very odd hours, though. Like, yeah, I was looking at showtimes too, and like, they're right now they're just replaying classics like Goonies and uh, Jaws stuff like that. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, I really I feel like there's definitely going to be a, a lull in in new theatrical releases because I mean. What Christopher Nolan's Tenet has been, you know, ready to release since like right when COVID started, and like it's it's still not in theaters. And I mean, are they doing a uh, an international release first, and then the U.S. sometime? I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, no one's gonna want to release like a a big blockbuster like that into theaters that can only be like half or th- or third or quarter capacity. You know, yeah. Because I mean, you're right. just gonna be bleeding, you know, potential profit from tickets. You know. Yeah, well, direct to TV, cut out the theaters, cut out the middleman. And yeah, but I mean, charge for money though. I like, just I think if, if Mulan is successful at thirty dollars to own, like essentially day one for Disney, they'll probably switch to that format pretty quick. But I don't know how many people are gonna pay that. Because they they have to eventually release it for free, don't they? Uh, I want to say Trolls Two or whichever one was the like first one to go direct to. Yeah, I, that one made like a boatload of money. I don't oh, think that how successful that was. Also, so like I have two small children, which I had to tend to there for the last couple minutes. Um, they're obsessed with trolls, and we're really bummed, obviously, because we we'd been hyping up. You know, the new trolls coming out, we were going to take them to the movies and go see it. They love going to the theater and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously when the, everything closed, they're pretty bummed. So when it came out, we were like, I'm like, oh, let's see what it costs on Google to rent. Oh, $20 to rent? Uh, no, thanks. It was, <laughs> it was literally $20 to rent the movie. This just like, is... rent it, not own it. Yeah. It just and, said, I guess, uh, several streaming records 
um, for like one day rental. But then when you look at budget, it was like a hundred million in the box office was 14. So I think the numbers are like, fun. Yeah. Do they release the rental numbers? Cause I want to say the Amazon or maybe it was Netflix. One of those two doesn't release streaming numbers, like how much profit they take from those. Do we yeah, actually have access to that? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's out on Netflix yet. I, yeah, I know it's on Netflix. I was trying to think of which one, which one of the streaming services doesn't release those numbers. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's Universal has made to know, seven million in revenue from domestic customers so far, but that's but it was it was twenty dollars to rent for a very long time, right? I mean, up until like, sorry, the hiccups came back during COVID. Um, no, I think it was twenty dollars to rent up to like a month or two ago, which is crazy. Um, I mean, I don't. I would be really sad if, if uh, you know, theatrical releases, you know, went away. I just there's something about the experience of going and sitting in a theater in front of a giant screen with oh, for sure. huge surround sound, and actually watching the movie, you know, as it was intended to be watched. You know, they film them you know, to be watched on the silver screen. So like, man, if I, if I, if I'm not going to be able to do that anymore, I'm going to be really sad. Like really sad. Yeah. But you already investigate invested in the uh, 4k TV. Yeah. True. Just get the home uh, surround sound like I have and you're good. True. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I hate what I think honestly I mean during this whole time I haven't really watched any movies it's all been like TV shows I'm not one to really watch movies at home I just I love love going to the theater get on Netflix and watch this is like the only movie I've seen since March Um, but the chick from Mad Max, Netflix, Char Char, uh, what's her name? Yeah, you're right. I know who you're talking about. What's her name? Charlie Theron. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's Theron. Yeah, I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. But her new movie on Netflix, which is is definitely gonna be another one, um, was pretty good. What's Man. the movie? We are doing. We have such a great track record of like knowing what we're t- <laughs> talking about. <laughs> it's well, like every, every recommendation. Awesome, and then he's like, "What's the name?" Yeah. The like, old- oh yeah, that that one um, really amazing show. You know, with the boats. That one the guard. The old guard. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard things. About oh, yeah, I have too. It's just cool because. I mean, that could go anywhere because they're like super old. Like they're just born, they don't die, and they just kick ass. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. There, there was a really good, um, like, comic-y type action movie that I saw on Netflix a while ago that I don't recall the name of, shockingly, uh, that I'm going to try to find. It's not Atomic Blonde, though that was a decent movie. 
No, why is this happening? Oh no, I'm drawing a blank. Rip. Yeah. Man, and like all, all the actors are escaping me too. This is such a great podcast. We totally know what we're talking about. Do your DD. Google real quick. <laughs> oh, you have anything to go off of? Puts on Mike's boomer. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. My old man brain is getting the best of me. I have something to go off of. <laughs> Otherwise, you're in a real bad hole. Oh, geez. Be like a chick from this movie. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Game, philosophy, run it forward. That's right. I'm going to... Okay. I'm on to something. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. I know that much. Here we go. Polar. That's what it is. Yeah, if you haven't seen Polar and you're really bored, I'm I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Um, It is... That dude a really dumb but awesome like action flick that is very stylized and comic-y. Highly recommend it. It got a a 19 meta score. Yes. Out so of good. 20. <laughs> Galen Urso. That's right. Nice. 6.3 out of 10 user review. That's above average. <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed it though. It was pretty funny. It was entertaining. That dude's name is Mads Mickelson. Mm-hmm. His first yeah. name is Mads. Yeah, dude. How does that work? Dude's a bro. That's how it works. That's pretty rad. Yeah, when you get the name yourself, <laughs> yeah. I'm Mads. Yeah. Man, well, what do you guys think? We've been been on here for what two hours now. Oh, right near. Yeah, so I think probably a good time to wrap it up. Call it a wrap. Yeah, you guys, any parting words? Any last things you want to get in? Um, I'm going to go watch Community. You're going to watch Community? (laughs) Got a homie apple pie. Key Lime? No, I wish it was Key Lime. Oh, it's Apple. It's Apple. Solid, though. I feel like that's a super, super folly. It's kind of early for apple pie, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It even had a, uh, my mom made it, so she came up last week, and it had a football kind of like carved into the, the pie crust on top. Very wow. fall-like. I know. It was very wow. fall-like. Impressive. It was. It was. She did a good job. Yep. Successful well, lunch. I'll just say before we jump off, don't forget the three Fs. And uh, yeah, so we'll catch you next time. Yep. Bye, Craig. See you, Craig. Later, Craig. <laughs>